This is Tim Campbell from Visceral Decay, Wartoke, and Fairhaven, and you're experiencing Poppet's Corner. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Poppet's Corner. Very special uh, today. I'm joined, obviously, in... I would say what L.A. area? It's Pico, Pico, Pico Rivera. Pico, with uh, the the gang here, fueled by fire, guys. How you doing? Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. And uh, up, how you guys up, been, listen. man? Good, good. Been all right. Hanging out. Yeah, here, here, literally. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming down here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but not a problem, man. Not a problem. Happy to do it. So, oh. it'll uh, it's gonna be a, f- a very fun episode. Obviously, we're pr- we're here to promote the a uh, couple newest singles that you guys. Had put out. Yeah, you could say we're promoting or just yeah. having a conversation, hanging yeah. out. Well, you know, you know, you talking, know how you know how we do shit. here. If people want to check it out, check it out. That's yeah. right. So, um, but yeah, you're right. We did we did put something new out recently, but we'll get to that. Sure, we'll get to <laughs> yeah, it. But man. before we even get started, how you guys been as far as like you guys aren't playing a lot of shows recently, are you? No. When was the last show we played? It was at the Whiskey. Yeah, with Evil Dead. Was it July? No, August. Mm. August. Yeah. yeah, August of last year was the last show we played. Um, <clears throat> that was it? Yeah, right? that was I mean, it. We played one at the beginning mm-hmm. of 2020, which mm-hmm. right. literally at the beginning of 2020, it was mm-hmm. January. Yeah. Not Nothing until July of 2020. August. Oh, was it 2021 already? Wait. July? December. August, I mean. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I forgot what year it was. <laughs> was it? Yeah, 2021. 20, 2021. Yeah. Yeah, man, so. August. Last August. Nothing, yeah, that was it mm-hmm. so far. As far as shows, yeah, as far as well, shows. So have you been writing just in the meantime? Is that why we're getting the singles nowadays? Um. Well, no, I mean, we. I had those, those, those songs written in uh, 2019. I think I wrote those in the end of 2018, and we started recording those in 2019, like the end, I think. Mm-hmm. And then that's when, you know, world went to shit and <laughs> the next year, and we couldn't finish it. So, yeah, that's what put a pause. The, the, the plan was to get it out into, in 2020 and do shows, and we had Brutal Assault booked, and we were going to do, do a tour around that, but yeah. You know, circumstances. Fucking. Plans change. <laughs> was, was this plan to be just a full length album, or just the singles itself, and then, or, or were you just planning on just having something new for Brutal Assault? Pretty much. We, you know, we've been on hiatus for eight years, and we're just like, all right, let's do something. Let's put something out, um, just to just to let people know that we're active, and you know, hear something new. Nothing like a full length. Just we just wanted to put an EP to just to just to be active. And uh, that turned out to take longer than obviously expected. And uh, now we're here fucking two years later, mm-hmm. 2022, just releasing, getting it out now. So how has, as uh, obviously Chris's departure, now you have, have uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, the gentleman's name. Jonathan. New, yeah, Jonathan here. I'm just kind of curious what he brings to the table that that Chris didn't or does he is it relatively the same kind of kind of dynamic to the band in terms of professional or personality wise and and musically wise or mm, I mean he's been around we've known him forever uh, yeah we've, we've known him for Jonathan Rubio for a while he played with he played a few shows with us and his old band Armory um 
but no totally different styles dude totally yeah. different styles chris is a shredder like shredder he's a, obviously a fucking badass he's uh and but his just his style of writing is totally different than what rubio rubio comes his background is more old school hardcore punk like he grew up on that shit because of his dad like grew up in that that whole 80s fucking hardcore scene so that's like a lot of his background so a lot more aggressive shit like like old punk shit like uh more thrashier so like his style fits very well with what we're what we've been doing you know yeah and uh it was the same circle of friends right yeah so i mean it it didn't take very long to adjust to how he played and all that because there's differences right but i mean honestly it's as long as it's good it's good you know what i'm saying yeah. well, did he approach it, like his solo parts obviously a little bit differently but how did he approach it in terms of, of the differences between him and and chris i think we just told him to do him like do your own style yeah and his style is a lot more like um like feeling like he he he, he, i feel like he has a lot more feeling in his in his solos like they're more like uh they're not just shredding the whole time more melodic or whatnot yeah like just a little more uh i wouldn't say more thought out but just like just I don't more, know. This the word I yeah. It's more feeling. I yeah. guess you could say it's like when you hear someone hit one note, it's like it, they could either hit the note or they can make you feel the fucking note they're hitting. Yeah, you know, listen so. to like the Freebird solo or some yeah. shit, and he's just going on that fucking one note yeah. for like so long, and you could just be like, you feel yeah. that shit, right? So there's and, differences in guitar playing and all that. And yeah, honestly, like we know so many great guitar players. Everyone has their own thing that's good, good bad, or whatever. And in this band, we just kind of want the guitar player to do what they do. Like, yeah. We don't want them to be like the last guy or anything like that. So right. like, just do you. Let's mesh this together and just just fucking jam. Yeah, we knew he's good. And, like yeah. he learns obviously fast, and we knew he had the skills, you know. Yeah. And in the studio too. I mean, he's yeah, he's done uh, a lot of recording. So it's like that. That right there alone is like, dude, he's got it. You yeah, know? yeah. Is it, so in terms of. Uh, let me let me get over to, to to Rick over here and just like kiss your ass just for a minute here. <laughs> so when I when I when I was hearing these particular singles and whatnot, the first thing that came to mind was I think Rick has now become one of the best like thrash metal vocalists in in our times. So thanks, um, Tanner. Thanks. When I, when I first heard it, I was just like, holy shit. You know, it's funny because I thought about that and we recorded them out here at the studio. Um, uh, at the time, uh, everybody probably felt the same, like because it was in the middle of 2020 and the whole, whole pandemic, and a lot of that was a lot of anger that I was just there. And, and honestly, after the we did what two sessions for four songs, uh-huh. I just drained myself completely. I was just like, that, so when you hear that, that's real fucking emotion coming out. I'm just like fucking angry, just at everything, everything, and it kind of just works out that way. It's where it's authentic. I guess. So. Yeah, because uh, we started recording it 2019, and we didn't... When the pandemic happened, obviously nobody saw each other, nobody kicked it, nobody fucking... So that was, like, the first time when we got here to finish it off. That was, like, the first time we seen each other on, huh, like, a f- couple months and shit. Yeah. Because of the fucking lockdown. I mean, yeah. we, were, we were Zooming like everybody else was yeah, hanging yeah. out. I'm like, so we get together, and it's kind of yeah, like, fuck, like, what's, what's going to happen, like... It fucking sucks nowadays. Like yeah. everything's fucked, and a lot of the lyrics too. I was just like, "This a lot is of perfect. Uns- just get this fucking bullshit." Like, ugh, like I got everything out. A lot of uncertainty. Yeah. 
Now, how did video. how did you particularly approach um, your your cadences and whatnot with the music? Because obviously, you guys had never heard him sing these songs before. So no, when obviously you, Carlos, I believe you wrote most of the of the music for this. So when you would send him the tracks, were they just pieces or was it just the full song? And then and then it's just like hey do something over oh, this man carlos had the whole thing like he already had everything and yeah he was like do you guys want to fix anything edit like how do you and i automatically was like these are perfect already let's yeah i would just good to go. record the song on garage band and shoot them the songs if they had any suggestions or whatever i would you know let them suggest some stuff but mostly the songs are pretty much as is yeah and, uh, the the lyrics did take forever because I'm never certain about shit. I always change my mind. I always have trouble like placing things different ways. So I did have a bunch of themes and lyrics that I wanted to get to, and that's when I'm like I needed help from them. I know Carlos like helped me place all the the syllables and stuff in the right place, and I'm just like, all right, this is how I'm gonna do that. This is how I'm gonna do that because I'm like I know this will fit. I need to fit it right, you know. So. So let me ask you this, even with during the pandemic, how have you like um, obviously held your held up your voice just so well? Are you like eating more properly? So it's like (laughs) I don't I'm just asking how you how your voice has held up so well within 15 years of doing this almost, you know, Mm, I think the extended breaks probably keep it more fresh, I guess. But when it comes down to like eight years, man, yeah, eight years of a break. Yeah. So, I mean. We're kicking it. <laughs> I, there's nothing special about it. It's, I always thought, like, you know, just fucking do it, you know? Um, I don't sing, sing. So all of my my stuff comes from my throat and from the fucking the gut. So I'm just, like, getting it out. But even your delivery is really kind of haunting on this new stuff. Because I, I felt, again, this is the, what you said earlier is probably why it sounds as angry as it does. But I feel this is your guys' most kind of aggressive material so far thank you thanks i mean you've had three albums and now these singles so i'm curious what's going to come next as far as like a full-length fucking record is it going to be just all uh just straightforward aggression the whole way or do you want to do more dynamical stuff with this because now that you've played in several other projects you know you've obviously got gained some sort of influence from from those styles so would you apply it into i have i i mean i personally have gotten a little a lot of influence as far as my drumming playing with excel and shit like it's it's totally different from from feel by fire so my my drumming has changed a little bit but as far as the music writing i don't i mean i think we've we're always want to keep it aggressive so yeah and we all have different types of music that we enjoy that we like to mesh together yeah i mean i've always liked the the classic age thrash straight up um and classic metal or whatever but like anthony will want to bring up like some grindcore and then carlos some hardcore just different different genres and just like we don't think of it that way but it's just like okay i want to riff like this and it'll sound like whatever the yeah like, like like i don't know what what you listen to mostly, but you li- you listen to a lot of hip hop, and that yeah. you, that that helps him with his his lyric writing, you know, yeah, definitely. Man. But it also probably helps him out with how he, de- again, how he delivers it as well, because that, depending on what kind of tune in that in hip hop in general, it's always very sporadic and very kind of yeah, just like it, it's groovy like, and whatnot too. Which you do have the groove in, in your it's in like your a whole style. think of it as another instrument that you're hearing the vocals so I, I i for this one in particular for these four songs i'm like i want 
this part to have a high and a low right after it, like where it's like a, it's taking you on a ride. So I'm like, and the way it came out was really accidental because I just winged some of it. I'm just like, this is just how it's going to be. And then I listened back to it. I'm like, oh, okay. And if I would have fucked with it even more, it probably would have came out like, if I would have overthought it, it would have came out wrong. So I just kind of threw it out there and, and it stuck. So, Anthony, the grindcore aspect, is it obviously, does it come from when you were kind of jamming with, what, is it sodomizing the dead and whatnot? Or is it like, do you, where does that kind of influence come for you? What, what are some of the bands that are like, I don't know, that you're gelling with and bringing that style into Fuel by Fire and whatnot? Um, yeah, I, I played in Sodomizing the Dead, and since then I just uh, gained that influential into my bass playing, just like off of those nasty E-string heavy-hitting yeah. uh, sounds that I hear in uh, Napalm. I'm not really like like grindcore fan where I know a bunch of bands, but so I'm just like, influenced by napalm a lot but in their bass playing and rhythms or whatnot i like to try to throw that in here and there just to add some difference but always heavy and easier easy listening and easy playing but as heavy as it can get grindcore is easy listening did you hear that folks well dude like, <laughs> even, uh, if you have the ear if you have the ear the death metal too right the cannibal corpse yeah. and, and i mean i'm i'm a fan but i'm not that big of a fan you know where it comes into my influences uh, as much as them because they're way more into it i'm just like i like it but I'm just coming up with stuff like that's a lot different for me like for me when i hear the music i can literally piece every sound in the song and listen to that like in my head so when i when i'm hearing the bass that's what i hear it's just like Easy listening, easy playing for me. It's interesting because obviously uh, with Bloodshed especially, I mean, again, that was, the I think, the first track I, I heard from this new batch of songs right. and whatnot. Yeah, that's the first single. Um, and, and again, when I heard Rick's voice, I was like, this is fucking... He's like, it's like almost he's, he's reached another like plateau that I didn't think that he I mean, could a lot get of, to, uh, you know? There's a lot of people that have... Uh, Messaged me and and I think this is Rick's your best performance. Now, I'm not man. trying to kiss your Thank ass because you. you're here. I yeah. just wanted to no, he, at least he mention he it. Did a great you. job on it. A lot of people, a lot of people have told me that they like your his vocals on this. And I appreciate that, man. Because I mean, I've always was like, no, uh, it's kind of settle. You know, this one I wanted to do some different things, but at the same time, I kind of just did it and just left it because we did two sessions and that was it. And I remember, I, I think I dubbed each song, and I'm just yeah. kind of like all right, one of these is going to be good or we can mesh them together, whatever is going to sound best. And um, my main worry was, I guess, the I forgot what Big C called it, the performance or I don't know. I, I was just focused on like uh, getting it done and, and getting it out with that aggression out. I'm like, that's that. It's in, So when you were putting the songs together and, and putting just putting the um, the basic tracks down, how do you typically track for fuel by fire how is so you bring in the music and do you do the rhythm guitars or or it's play mostly, along with no it's just mostly rhythms like i'll just sit there write some riffs on the guitar and just whatever i like i'll record it on my phone or whatever um but this time you know trying a different different approach i did it on garage band i have an electric kit at my house so i would just write uh write the riffs and just kind of just go off of it sit there for you know for hours whatever and um, for some reason, I was on a roll, dude. Like, during this time, I just really wanted it. We had started talking about, like, getting shit together, getting back, like, at it. So I was like, all right, 
I, it got, I was just motivated to fucking write. So yeah, I just wrote everything on GarageBand and recorded it, recorded the, the tracks on the, uh, with the drums and shit and just kind of sent it to them and see what they thought. And also I was actually using, uh, recording on my phone. I forgot what program I use, but <clears throat> yeah, I was just like re- recording the vocals on top of what he sent me. And I'd, you know, I'd be like, oh, that's good, not great. Let me try this. Oh, that's good, not great. Let me try this. So I got to do that a lot before going into the studio. So not that it, everything was done even after doing it on my phone, but I just went in and I'm just like, let's just knock it out. Yeah, this yeah. was this was the first time that we've ever done anything like as far as writing like this because we're we're old school. We've been in the we're, before we got in here. We were in a garage for 15 plus years, you know. So we would jam all the time in the garage and like really that's how we did it that's how we wrote we were jamming and jamming and jamming so now that you have these two different aspects of writing which do you actually prefer i mean and now, which, what has its advantages and disadvantages you know it they both have their disadvantages and advantages i think it all depends if when we all get together and we and we and we're writing in in a, in a room sometimes it works sometimes it just doesn't sometimes not all of us are here like as far as writing sometimes you know one you know we have different shit on our mind or whatever it is like so that affects the writing process so it's i think we're just at a different time in our lives to where getting in a room and doing it that way only is is the best way like now i think we got to adapt now that that we're all grown-ups we have families we live in different areas of la and you know we get together once maybe twice a week so like we can't just get in a room and and do it like that anymore so we gotta we, we've had to adapt and so i, I don't know they, they they have their their pros and their cons man so now with this in, in mind with obviously the materials being been written and whatnot do you approach marco at this point or is this beforehand where marco kind of approached you and, and I, i'm just kind of curious how marco and m theory comes into play here damn i don't even remember if if i approached back. i don't know if, i don't remember if i approached him and told him hey we're doing I, this or if he approached us what like, i remember is that he had want he wanted to work with us a long time ago. Yeah, he's from a long time ago. He's always helped us out as yeah. far as like, hey, do you guys need anything? Let me know. Yeah, we played shows with him. He's you know in in Vegas and, and stuff like that. We've we've always been cool with Marco and, and kept in contact here and there for for things. I just don't remember if you contacted him. Or yeah, he I don't remember because because he he put out the Blade Killer stuff. So I don't I don't remember if it was if it was hey we can contact marco he'd be interested i think i think it was that way i think i just hit him up and let him know that what we were doing and he would see if he was interested and he was interested you know he's obviously he obviously knows us from a lot of years and now typically what what is it that he kind of offers you that that other labels haven't in the past and you guys have worked with big time labels and and putting your material out there and then obviously you've worked with putting it out yourself so what kind of label is Marco in terms of, of where that fits in with the, the big time label versus just doing it yourself? It's more straightforward. Like, um, you get this, we get this, you keep your, you keep all your rights and, and publishing and all that. And I just, you guys record it, you guys do all that. And he pretty much just puts it out and promotes, you know, whatever he, he does. And, pressing he does pressing and all that and gets it to distros and 
and all that. So. It's a more comfortable way to do it because it's there's no pressure. There's no he's literally like just send me the track the, the tracks and then that's it. Like he'll handle all the other stuff like the pressings and all that stuff. That stuff that right. we really don't want to do. So it's like all right, it's, right. it's a perfect match, and he doesn't you know cross those lines because there's labels that'll just like tell you like this is no good like you need to do this you need to do that and that sucks so this is more just straightforward like carlos said yeah more straightforward contract i think it was like a single page contract Mm -hmm. like yeah just one one album deal two album whatever yeah it was just it was just one for the ep and if we want to like work with them again you know we'll do a whole different thing or what you know a whole Mm -hmm. different contract so we just have the the contract for this release so was this always intended to be a split release in terms of releasing part one and part two or was that just done later on just to keep the band relevant in the time when you know nobody was really playing shows and i think it was kind of like i think the idea came in later on like it wasn't always supposed to be that way but um when we got the artwork they they sent us two different color backgrounds and we're just like oh what a why don't we try doing two different seven inches? Marco was all about it because it kind of spread out every single, every release, which kind of made it longer. And like, it wasn't just here, here's four songs and listen to the four songs. Like, and everybody just kind of forgets, you know? Right. Well, it, kept, it certainly has kept the band more relevant because of yeah. doing it that way. And it's, yeah. it's almost sustained, you know, the, you guys haven't been around in quite a while, you know, obviously, right. It's been what, years. Yeah, so you know, this is now the, the you know the first thing that people are going to hear too. So yeah, did, how did you end up choosing what was side A and side B for these releases? Why bloodshed for for the first single? It, that well, that was funny because uh, it wasn't supposed to be bloodshed. Like our choice was for this uh, the first single for to be disrupt because that was the first song that we wrote and from it and like finished. Um, and I thought it was more of a catchy. Uh, more of a catchier song but uh marco and and carlos cruz carlos cruz like yo this one's not gonna be the single like this one's dope this one's more catchy so he suggested it and marco suggested it and we're like well if they think that you know well let's just try it out so that's pretty much they suggested to let you this that song should be the single so we're like all right yeah and let's roll with it I we liked this we liked all the songs so it's like well, it didn't, we just thought Destruct yeah, really. was gonna be the better song as the first single but yeah I mean Carlos Cruz was like no this this is just fucking like he kept playing it over and over when we went to go hang out with him once yeah he's like you have to fucking release this now I'm like like this oh, one's the sing he thought that this was a better single so yeah we just rolled with it I mean it wasn't there was really no preference like I think we just wanted to get it out man like yeah. <laughs> you know. And with this in mind too, you know, you release. So you obviously had. It's been eight years since the the last record, and, and I know you had to kind of put more minutes on 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 trapped in perdition on the record. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little. It, I'm not saying it's a little bloated, but it's kind of a little bloated in terms of the riffing style. So well, yeah, when 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 I go back to it and listen to it, I I I kind of wish we never had to do that. Like I wish we just kind of did what we did at the first like when we first wrote it didn't have to go back and re-fucking rewrite everything and add shit and add like 20 solos on on this one fucking <laughs> yeah. song you know what i'm saying like so yeah trust me i, I wish it wasn't that way either well my question becomes was that a conscious decision to just kind of you know not uh 
I would say tone it back in terms of just let's just write a great solid song and it doesn't matter how many riffs are in it rather than overcompensate for 20 different fucking riffs right right yeah i mean we've always been a band that likes the more in your face straightforward no bullshit type thing you know like we would go up there and just kind of play and we've done the we've done the go up there with the with the sick ass intro thing and i don't know i like going up there and just kind of fucking getting up there and playing and just no bullshit you know so i think that's what how we write our music and we like to write our music is now let me ask the rhythm section this where how do you guys kind of lock it on to each other in terms of playing style like where does you know when you have a riff and whatnot anthony where do you kind of like to fit fit in and just fill in the 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 bass parts and whatnot you know with your note note choices and just do you like to just do what the guitars are doing all the time or is there you like to do variations to kind of bring up that specific piece how how are you in terms of, of bass playing yeah um if it's not my riff obviously i i learn it and play it and eventually i'll add what i think sounds cool or i'll play it something i'll play it differently or just just try to make it sound um noticeable other than the guitar playing itself so i try to make it stand out but the same if that makes any sense so I just try to, you know, give it a little gallop or uh, an extra whatever or whatnot just to throw in my own style to it or whatever. Well, right, but uh, do you in, do you like to obviously give yourself more of a, an identity when it comes to just insinuating everything and having people hear the bass just being very prominent in terms of, I guess, just your note choices and whatnot? Or, or, do, you, or do you like to just follow the riff? No, I'll follow them. I mean, you know, it's it's what the song is, and I'll add my own into it too, but not so much, cause you know it's thrash metal. I'm not trying to throw in the whole Harris style. You know, I'll give it a little flavor of it too, but I just keep it direct, and you know, just I want my my playing to stand out more than what the notes are. And and with this in mind too, Rick, you know, now that they you ha- they have their their you know their you have a nice ground level in terms of of bass and, and drums. Now, what do you like to insinuate with their already established sound? You know what I mean? Mm, I mean, with me, I kind of just go with whatever the riff is. Um, I, don't, I don't like adding stuff or doing anything. I just kind of let the rhythm flow, and I just play. I, honestly, I just I don't want to overdo anything. I don't want to overthink anything. I don't want to... You know, add stuff that doesn't need to be there and just kind of just go with it always. You know, it's it's interesting that with with this new kind of era of, of the band's career and whatnot, it seems like these singles have gotten a lot more attention than, you know. Yeah, I think uh, people's uh, attention spans are a lot shorter. People tend to listen to that one song and we're like, oh, okay, cool. That's a, that's the thing like a lot of people ask us are you writing an album are you writing an album like me personally like yeah we've talked about it we're writing an album and and we've gotten in here we have a couple new songs or or whatever but it's kind of weird to be like yeah we're just gonna put out another album like i see the the a lot of things are changing as far as like putting music out like a lot of people are just doing eps putting out singles putting this out because, like I said, people are just, like, wanting to see some shit on Spotify and play that one song. And people, I don't know if people are really listening to albums like they have before, you know? How would that get... Um, I guess, you know, the vinyl market would 
pretty much just be seven inches in all the time than if that was the case, <laughs> yeah, right? I guess that's true. I mean, in yeah. the 90s, it was nothing but singles, I remember. I right. remember you'd go to the record stores as a fucking single. So, I mean, to me, it just it's more about writing the right song and just doing the right song in general, uh, opposed to let's create the perfect album. You know, right now, I mean. So it's like, let's just one step. This is a step forward is the song. The next one's the next song, and that's that. So It's interesting when... When Pete, when bands do this, it's it's. I thought it was just in the pop market. <laughs> now it's now it's actually in the the metal realm, the metal world. As far as much. what the singles? Oh, the singles. Yeah, usually it would, like we're just so diehards as far as our our like record records go. You know, right, we want yeah, a full right. length record. I right. I like having a full length record. I do. I mean, I personally do. But I'm talking about people in general now. Yeah. Like it's different, dude. It's different, especially like the newer generation, you know, like, are they really growing up on vinyl, you know, like, like we kind of did. I mean, we didn't even grow up on vinyl. We just were like, oh, shit, this is tight. Like, let's let's collect it. You know, we grew up on the on the CD world almost. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I collected and CD. And digital. Like, I collected the same a shitload of CD. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I don't know. I mean, I know I know people are buying a lot more vinyl still, but. Is it is it just because it's because it's cool to have, or is it because there's eight songs on that fucking thing? Like, because it's a vinyl, right? Like, is it because it's a collector's item that that it's cool to have that? I mean, that's why I like it. Thanks. But is it because they want to listen to all fucking eight, ten songs on there? It's a good point. I don't know <laughs> yeah. the answer. You yeah, know? yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think th- things are things are things are different now, as far as putting music out. So. I mean, I'm sure we'll write. We'll just we'll we'll keep doing it and just put the fucking album out. But yeah, that's the, the goal is to write a full length. <laughs> yeah. Next. yeah, that's the so, goal to put a full length out. So. But as far as like right now, what we're looking at, it's like let's just get these songs out, which was the EP. Who don't know? Who knows? Maybe we'll talk about it after this and be like, no, let's just do another fucking yeah. four song EP and put it out that way. True. Like, oh, and then like, what you could, could do cool too, too is is put it out at the end of the the year as just your full length. Right. It's already- right. There you go. And then next year we'll do another fucking four and like. That's just keep, thing. just kind of keep that cycle going, you know. Like that works. That could too. work, dude. That works too, dude. Do two, two right. EPs and then the full length of just the both the EPs and exactly. re- just re-record it or punch it up. Yeah, and it just kind of keeps you relevant, and new, and things coming out. Like you're not waiting fucking two years for a full length. You know, you get four songs here, you get four songs here, two songs here, whatever. And I the, think that'll work. The best part is we can do whatever the fuck we want. Exactly. That's, that, that's the main part where, like, we don't have to deliver mm-hmm. an album if we don't want to. Right. Exactly. I wonder so, how that would change contracts for bands, too, though, if mm-hmm. it was just a singles market, you know? Who knows? It wouldn't. Would it be worth it for the record company to just do that? I don't think so, so... Oh, I th- well, uh, no, because they have to print out the product and whatnot. That would be really fucking expensive <laughs> to do, you know, right. that all the time and... Unless they're just doing digital, but metalheads like we some we like our physical media. Yeah. So I can't see that happening, but maybe I can. Maybe it's maybe I'm I'll be proven wrong as far as that goes. I mean, personally, I haven't bought any kind of record or anything as far as metal in a long time, dude. Like, I just kind of like lost that that uh that drive to like collect shit. Like even at the metal merchants market for Barn for Burning, I was there yesterday and. I was walking through the fucking thing with my with our friend Andrew, and I was just like, I have no desire to like sit look. there and look through every single fucking crate, you know? Like, I was just like, damn, I'm not. There's just no desire, dude. Like, it's kind of weird. 
I think probably think that that comes from like you value other things more now. Probably, probably. But yeah, that was that was kind of a a weird thing to because I mean, my old self would fucking sit there and look through that shit for hours, dude. You know, like looking for that rare fucking record. But not anymore, man. Interesting. Now, what do you guys have in terms of of your live performance, and how do you want? How are you gonna like? Because I know you have it in a, what a couple months here and whatnot. But how are you guys going to like give a fresh show? And, and in terms of like, yeah, things happen here, folks. But in terms of like, do you guys want to do a new kind of um, stage performance and whatnot? Is there? Do you want to incorporate anything new? nowadays or just come out kind of guns we got some choreograph we're working on some choreographs and fucking (laughs) some pyrotechnics yeah man some fireworks in the background (laughs) nah man we just go up there and play always i mean uh to have a big production you would have to like i don't know especially where you're at on the bill and all that is it worth it sometimes you know it just depends i mean it would be cool to have a fucking full rack of fucking marshals or whatever but you know, we just do we, the main thing is the music and the vibe. You know, just so that's all we really care about—the performance, the vibe, and that's it. Yeah, fuck everything else. <laughs> yeah, smoke and mirrors. Now, why, why Speaking Mark? Of smoke. There you go. Right. Mm-hmm. Why, uh, Mark Riddick for the uh, the album cover? You know, the, oh man, you Mark's guys, the shit, dude. Mark's the shit. That's why. Brutal. Straight up. Because <laughs> well, you no, guys I mean, have used a lot of different artists. Do you guys just want to just try new, you know, rather than settle with just one particular artist, do you like to just dabble and, and see yeah. which one works the best? And yeah, and, and I got the, uh, I've seen him do some other dope-ass artwork with, like, um, like logos, because we did the F, it's just the FBF logo, it's not our full name. I've seen him do some dope shit with just logos like that, so that's that's kind of what inspired. I was like, "Yo, I sent them a picture of uh, uh, this. It's a clothing brand called Rebel Eight, and um, he did some he did some like artwork like that with their with the. It's just an eight, but it did dope fucking you know artwork. So I sent them the picture. I was like, "Yo, what if we do something like that with the FBF logo?" They were all about it, and I sent it to him, and he sent us what he what he had, and yeah, we just went with it. We sent you a, f- a couple different versions and whatnot too, right? He's saying hi to. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's funny. I, I think uh, we started from scratch and just told him like, just you know, I think the only idea that I gave him was like, I think an Aztec type of thing. Oh yeah, we tried. Yeah, we tried like an Aztec. That didn't really work out and no. didn't have anything to do with anything. Imagine if it did, right. it wouldn't have made mean, sense. <laughs> it wouldn't have made sense whatsoever. It would, probably would have ended up looking cool, but it didn't, you know, necessarily. It didn't go with anything. Yeah. It was just a thing. So I think we told him after the sketch, we were just like, just do what something else, that? your own thing. It was before pandemic, right? And then, yeah, he came out with what During. we got. Hmm. Cool. Now, what is, uh, what is next for, for, you know, Fuel by Fire in terms of the, the full, like you said, you were, you're going to be obviously doing, you know, you're writing right now, you have a couple songs out and whatnot, but what, in terms of just, you know, you guys, you guys had said earlier, you guys want to do a full length record. Could you see that just being, you know, just um, just all your singles for this year, and then just put it all together, or is it going to be just all new material? Or it's, it's going to be all new material, yeah, all new material. Yeah, yeah. We tried that before, where we yeah. where we put the demo 
on the full length. We did that with the first, and we put like the four four demo songs on the first album. We're like, it makes no sense. So that's why we did a whole full length with new. So now with that, that's not the plan. So let's uh, let's discuss. Obviously, you know, in terms of of touring and whatnot. What do you guys? What would you guys? Would how would you guys like to promote this in terms of playing more and more live shows or promoting in general? Because promoting bands has kind of changed a lot too, just in the past you know ten or so years. Right, right. Um, we always want to be a live band. Um, it's just uh, you know things with pandemic, COVID kind of been weird especially in la like the whole vax card thing and and uh so we just kind of been letting the world fucking do its thing (coughs) because we had brutal salt you know for that has already rescheduled a few times and we're on it for this year but i don't we're we're, our plan is to cut it because we don't know how travel is out there yeah, um, we don't want to do anything until everything's a hundred percent back to normal, and it just seems like things keep you know changing as you know time goes on, and it's just like fuck all that. I mean, we did that show at the whiskey, and we got there, and they're like, everyone's got to be wearing a mask. I'm like, what? I'm like, what the fuck? Are they gonna? You know, it's just weird. And I'm like, do I have to wear a mask on stage? Like, what? How's that gonna work? Right. So I was just kind of just like, man, this is still weird and. <laughs> I don't know. We uh, wanted to get through all that. Like we did that show, and I was like, it was a cool show, but it it still felt really weird. So we're just gonna wait, wait till everything's good, and then after that, I mean, we talked about doing like uh, one-off shows, you know, wherever uh, you're here in the U.S. and maybe doing like a week or two in like Europe or whatever. So you know, festival touring and stuff. So you reach the most amount of people at like the sm- shortest amount of time. And uh, there's still a lot of promoters out there that really support us. So um, that's the cool part where it's like, hey, you know, we're ready to go back out there. They're like, okay, let's see what we can do for you. We get all you fucking festivals going on. So um, we're lucky like that. So do you prefer festivals in, uh, or the lo- kind of like local shows more? Is it all the same to you? It's all the same to me. I don't know about them. I like I like the 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 shows. It's more personal, more like uh friendly it's not so big it's not so long all day type of thing you know like we're at a fucking festival all day gotta wait wait, you know like you're not playing that day you're just there like so i i I personally like the shows more yeah the festival experience is fucking dope and badass like i'm not saying it sucks or anything but i'd rather do one on like smaller shows or whatever and touring like that but whatever Right. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Whatever. In terms of your stage shows with bigger uh, venue sizes compared to smaller sizes, how do you approach it in terms of being a front man mm. and commanding the stage? Uh, you know, it just depends on the vibe. So once you start, like the vi- like the first song is going to set the tone for everything. Um, after that, you want everybody to get involved as far as like that vibe. You want that everything, everyone to just fucking go crazy, right? So, the big, to, like I said, it, to me, it's the same thing because the only difference is I could maybe see a few more people in the crowd compared to if there's a giant, like, whatever. We played like an arena once and it was just like, I can't see anybody in the crowd, like, whatsoever. 
Like, I literally, the barricade, I saw maybe two people's faces, but, like, it was packed. But compared to, like, a, a club show, you could see the first couple rows. You could see, you know, in the middle. So that's the only difference, but I approach it the same, you know. Yeah, approach every show the same, you know. You put your all <coughs> into that shit, for sure. Where do you see the most loyal fans for, for Fuel by Fire in general, though? Yeah. What, what kind of country... Do you see country in particular? Fuck. We've never been, but Mexico is fucking dude, we get we have a lot of people from Mexico that hit us up a lot. We play Mexico together though. I that, mean like that doesn't count. Mexico <laughs> I mean me- like Mexico City or like um somewhere far. Yeah. Somewhere far. Yeah. I think Europe, I mean we have the German flag up here for a reason. I mean the, Europe's always been our home for the, years. Yeah. The support there it's always been great yeah, yeah. like to like the maximum really. amount that yeah. they could support a band they've done it like but oh. i mean think about it we've toured out there more than we've have out Ever. here in the u.s we've we did u.s once yeah we only did a full u.s tour once in 2008 you know with mod and we've done fucking full-on tours in europe like five or six Months. times you know so that's that's a difference like the that's our our fan base out in and here in the u.s is has been been a little rocky because of that like we haven't gotten out there well and a lot of people didn't even know you had a third album until right like, yeah. right i forgot yeah, that, about that that was weird because <laughs> i mean uh, <coughs> you promoted as best you can and whatnot and some people even they were like you guys had a second album we're like fuck yeah, yeah. we didn't even know you had another singer yeah right. they were like this this is a different right. singer i'm like yeah yeah right so this is pretty pretty trippy man it just you can't really go by uh, like what a few people say because it's not the con- you know that's not exactly what's going on. But we're as underground as it gets. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. In terms of of the next kind of album cover, who would you guys like to use that you haven't yet? Oh, man, I don't know. I don't even know any artists' names other you know. I don't than- think we ride like that. Like <laughs> yeah, you know, like everyone's using so and so and. Right. We want to use them too. I don't know. I think we just find whatever is in our interest of what that person's writing and of their previous arts. And I haven't paid attention, like, what artists are still doing things and who's using this artist and who's using that artist. Like, I haven't really paid attention, honestly. I don't think a lot of people have in the last couple years just because everyone's been in their own world. Right, right. So I don't think you're an anomaly here. And it's funny because I, I, I stay pretty relevant with like newer bands and, and today's music like i haven't listened to a lot of like the old school thrash stuff in a long time i'm, I'm i usually try and listen to like newer bands that that are coming out or whatever but for for some reason like i haven't really paid attention to their artwork and s- seen who their artist was and shit like that like artists i don't know i just really haven't stayed on top of that <laughs> well that is your every album right right that's why I just like to use the same artist every album, because I don't have to like go f- fishing for for like hunt. Yeah, it makes it fun though. Hunt well, then, uses but, the same art artist. But like, then you, for, for but everything, then, my bad. <laughs> but then you, uh, you, you get it like a, your your image that way too. You know, it's true, all, true, true. It's almost like you put that in in the artist's hands to give you that image. Right, and that's that's what I noticed. Like that band Haunt, like they have their their style, their image, and their their artwork. It all looks like oh, you know, that's Haunt, you know, which is cool. 
And th- he's more old school, obviously. Dude, that guy's yeah. gonna put out like twelve million albums. You dude, know? he I don't that dude puts out a lot of records. Well, that's all he that's all he does. Which <laughs> God bless him. I wish right, that's right. a that takes some some yeah, you know some skill to do with a, a you know making your living just off of, of music would be a dream, obviously. But yeah, that, he's. He certainly has paid his dues and whatnot. Yeah, for and sure. He struggles probably to do it, but he's very prolific in terms of... Or Trevor's very prolific in terms of just yeah putting out record after fucking record. Right. Like two a year. Like yeah. every six months, He's on man. it, man. He's on it. Another we're thing, not on it. Too, though, yeah, like he just said, we're not on it. It's like uh, we don't think about the artwork till the stuff is done, the music is done. So. Yeah. And we we give really the artist the lyrics, and then we let him do whatever he comes up with. Yeah. yeah. So We give art, like... What do you call it? Uh, art, artist, uh, artistic uh, art, freedom. Art, artistic yeah. freedom to like whoever like comes through and works with us. You know, like we're not trying to like we want this, this, and this because uh, we've tried that and it never works out. We, <laughs> yeah, like we like album. with the first album, <laughs> like back then. You like we wanted this, this, and this, and it just never fucking comes out down. that way. You know, he puts so, it down. He started saying, "What did he say?" He's like, "See, That's Pantera, a- they were posers." We're like. <laughs> Where is this conversation going, bro? Because we had this fair fight. Yeah, he's like, not a fair fight. We're like, this is what we want. He's like, yeah, but still. I'm like, no, he said the Pantera thing because uh, we're like, we want some guy hitting another guy. He's like, well, see, Pantera, no, they did that. And you see, well, see, Pantera, they used to be posers. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, so it was a hassle doing that. And we're just like, now we're just like, just do whatever. If the guy's right, he'll be right. So, yeah, if we like it, we like it. We don't, we don't. Yeah. Yeah, at the end. At the end of the day, that that's super important to, to being in a band, man. You kind of have to have somebody that thinks like that. Right, right. Like the artwork, the relationships with those artists, right. the, not just playing. You know, because I talk to so many bands, and most of them are like this, where they just want to play music. And I'm like, well, what about the other aspect? Because it is the music business. So if you have the don't have the business aspect to the you know to your music. Yeah, I hate all that shit. Yeah. I know, I I do too, but it's nece- it's a necessary evil. It is, and it sucks. It just depends on your on the band. So like we honestly don't like it, don't care for it, and it's just like right. we just want to make our part and you know if if we happen to sell a million records, great, but if we don't, great. Like it's all good. Like we're doing this cuz we love it. Yeah. That's, that's the whole point of it. Exactly. So the stuff that we don't <laughs> like to do that people are like well, that's the stuff you have to, you know, move forward. I'm like, mm, do we? I'm like, well, you don't have to do anything, but yeah, in, in terms right. of, I just, I just always find that those aspects fun. Yeah, sure. But it, yeah, if if you think they're fun, yeah. yeah. But it's just like how you guys like writing music, you know, right? And that's fun, you know, right? It's important. I'm just saying, it's important to have both of these, and most bands don't have both for no. some reason. Yeah, no. we definitely don't. We <laughs> definitely don't. It's but you guys do at the same time because you have outside people helping you to right. to to compensate for that, you know? Right, right. That's why we do need like a like a manager and a booker <laughs> yeah. and. A, and a marketing fucking. I was gonna person. say this. Who do you delegate that within within these four guys here? You know, oh, who does what? We all do different things. Like, uh, yeah, it feels like it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just raise your hand. Yeah, whoever's down, whoever feels step like up it. or whatever. No, like, yeah, we all control everything as far as like the our emails and all that stuff. So when something comes up, when it's business wise, I know Carlos will read it. Anthony will read it. Like, it just depends who wants to respond to it. Like, we'll talk amongst each other. Like, so do you guys want to do something with this or not? We agree. I'll write something up real quick and send it to them. Like, so it's more of like, uh, 
whatever we all agree on. <laughs> yeah. We've always pretty been like much. That. Yeah. yeah. Majority vote on everything. Like, I hate doing written interviews. <laughs> I hate doing written interviews. Oh, you don't like doing essays? No. It fucking so, sucks. So Rick does mo- like all of that shit. Yeah. Like, pretty much. I hate doing all that shit, dude. I just like doing this because I'm lazy. And like, <laughs> this is way. This is a way more better representation of of a band. Imagine if we had to write a, all this shit. Fuck that. Could you imagine that? <laughs> no, Someone's dude, all typing all that. I would have fucking said nah, dude. But there, there are people though that. that <laughs> Sorry, Tanner, we're not down. <laughs> I would never make you guys do that because I fucking hated doing it. <laughs> but there is also a different the the other side of the coin too, where there's artists that still think that what we do here on the podcast is like. Is, is, is I write out my questions before, and I don't I don't do that. Yeah, I, I was have wondering. A, I have a fucking conversation, I didn't, I didn't right? Didn't see anything? So. I thought that earlier too. I was like, you must have studied on the way over here or something. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've just known you guys forever, and it's just I've, yeah. I'm a fan yeah, at the end yeah. of the day. So, you know, it, it helps to do to to be like that. But the overall, I'm just pulling the curtain back for I guess both aspects. But I typically just don't like to write anything beforehand, just to kind of just. <laughs> And let it like free flow. Yeah, free be natural. Flow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds more easy listening this way too. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. Plus, all of our fuck ups. It's a, it's just like uh, recording a record. You leave the fuck ups in, and it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> True that. True. But people True coughing that. and people, you know, doing whatever. Right, the right. dog. The oh yeah, my it's dog's awesome. Here. So For sure. my buddy Jack. I think I podcasts be, have become essentially like. Not the new rock stars, but a lot more. There's a lot more people listening to podcasts. Like it's, I love podcasts more than anything. Oh yeah, especially music podcasts. podcasts so. It's interesting, man. That's the main thing. Is like you always wonder, like especially someone that can articulate something, you know, like very well. They're just like you get captivated by what they're saying. You're just like, wow, I didn't know that before. Now I know this. This is really cool. I don't know. I I, I think the same thing. So it's really. I listen to a lot of podcasts too. So I just like learning every day. It's just fun to learn. <laughs> What's your what what podcasts do you listen to? Well, so like I'll listen to um, like the classic metal show stuff, like Eddie Trunk. I, I like the musical Eddie Trunk, huh? Yeah, I like You're all Eddie that Trunk stuff. Trunk fan, huh? No, no. I mean, yeah, yeah, yes and no, yes and no. Yeah, there, there's a point that you know I get kind of irritated with how he presents himself. Yeah. So I think a, a lot of people do. Right. Um, I also will go back and listen to this show too to to just vi- visit an old friend and whatnot. It's just fun for me to do that. And learn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, I do listen to to this as as well, and and it helps to get you know better just from listening to how you used to be and how you've kind of grown. I'm sure you do that with your music. Oh, definitely. Go back and listen. Like, oh, I don't play it like that anymore. Right. I have. What was I thinking then? Recently, no, I've I was done better that. Better than before. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that I I heard. I forgot where I heard this, but someone said, "Listen to that eighteen-year-old self of yours," because that motherfucker, you know, did some big things. So you should always revisit that mindset. And if it comes through a song, that's great because you could listen to that song. You're like, "Fuck, what the fuck was I thinking back then?" I was like, "Yeah, I could take over the fucking world." That's what I was thinking. Like, yep, you didn't give a fuck about anything else. That was the thing. So when you do exactly. come back and you write, you're like, "This is everything right now." Fucking, you know. <laughs> It's true, man. It, it, but I get the same with podcasting, and podcasting has kind of not taken over music for me. But I just enjoy the podcasting world a little bit more than just listening to music. You know no, what I mean? Yeah. I, Long drive, I'll put on a podcast. Me too. Me too. Like for work, I I drive for work, so that I, I it's all I do is listen to podcasts, dude. 
all day. I like, don't like, listen give to me music one. at give all. Me, give me one that you like to, to I listen to out. a lot of Joe Rogan. I'll listen to Joey Diaz. A lot of comedy shit. Um, Bill Burr. Fucking. Uh, yeah, a lot so of the comedy Doc- shit I listen to, too. Yeah, Dr. Green Thumbs podcast I like. Um, what else? There's another one that I listen to. Oh, Adam Carolla, of course, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I've stuck with Adam Carolla since... Day one, dude. Day one, man. Like I always go back to Adam Carolla. And I, I listen to a lot of like political commentary okay. too. Okay. Like Jimmy Dore and whatnot. So I like that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm on like the Rumble kick because I like going on Rumble and going on see, seeing what whose podcasts and yeah kind of pop up pop up there. But for sure. For again, sure. I don't talk politics on the show, and I'm, I'm not going to. But I'm yeah. saying I enjoy listening to those kind of commentary. Yeah, same. Because yeah. I don't. I don't trust the mainstream media, so neither do you I. You know what's funny is that we listen to different, like like you said, politics. We we leave that out of the music, kind of, because it's weird. Because even if you hear a song called uh, "What's the Mangled Truth," it's about yeah. government fucking lying, like just people in power <laughs> lying. Uh, yeah. But we never, amongst ourselves, really discuss like politics because it's just like it's I it's think, all bullshit. Yeah, like, I think I think we feel. I think we all just feel the same just because we see what the fuck is going on yeah. around us. So, like, we all agree pretty much on, on all that. All, a sure, lot and we're shit, not going to get know? into it. But I'm saying no. that's part of my, um, the the whole podcasting world for me. So, um, yeah, just interesting to see where what's going to transpire after this. Right. Are, are podcasts going to become the new Rock stars, or have they I become? Mean, at I this think point? so because I mean, there's a lot of people that do podcasts, man, or are starting podcasts and are and. I think uh, the main thing about that is uh, content output. So these dudes are making like five episodes a week, getting how many hits per episode? We right. have to come up. We write songs. How long does that take to weeks. get it out? How long does that take? You know, even if we tried to compete in that realm of writing music like that. They're, we're fucking with the musket and they're with their fucking what is it like AK-47 and shit so you know it's it's weird that way because I mean as a band we could probably start a podcast and get a lot more hits with that through the music which doesn't even make sense if you think about it well it's all about staying relevant that's yeah. the whole the whole thing, you know. Con- that's why the single market is like that, staying relevant. Right. Yeah. Right. But I'm just saying, content. If you're throwing out stuff and you're interesting, like the music is interesting, right? That's why you listen to it. If you're putting out conversation that's captivating or whatever, or great great opinions constantly, five a week, you know, episodes, you're already you're way fucking up there, you know. But that's your opinion. Yeah. Who thinks it's great? It's true Not too. It's all. It's all. Your opinion's great. You know, it's all kind of not biased, but it's all everybody has their it's own. Definitely bias. It's all about what you want to fucking talk about, right? Yeah. It's not about what anybody else wants to talk about. So it's your podcast. You're going to talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah. Kind of like music. You write what you want to write. I don't write for anybody, dude. Like I don't write my music for nobody. I write it for myself and for us first, first and foremost. Like that's what I got into writing music for us because I like it. You know. Yeah, the you, plus is that people like it and support it and like what you do. That's that's the plus. You I know? can't even imagine trying to write, you know, thinking what they want, you know, because who is they, you know? Exactly. Is it like one person that told you like, oh, you do your vocals like this. You should do them like this. It's like, why would I listen to anything like <laughs> that, you know? So it's just kind of like we do whatever we want to do because we have to do it that way. 
Can you imagine knowing what you know now, back then when you recorded, like, Spread the Fire and whatnot, and just, like, how that would have changed drastically just from the knowledge? Mm, I don't know if it would have been better or worse. I mean... <laughs> Because like I said, that fucking 18-year-old did some big shit. They, we just didn't give a fuck at the time. We are like, we're just releasing this, and we don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah, so I don't know if we would have overthought it and been like, no, like, what if we do this instead? It, doesn't, it sounds too modern. Like, I don't know. Right. We would have just did it. Another point that you made last time that I do want to touch upon with all of us here is, uh -oh. uh, do you remember when we talked about the, the classic albums not being made today? Like what t today's classic albums would be? in like 30 years oh you mean the albums that are coming out now are they going to be classics in 30 years yeah i'm like there should have been many they're never going to be anymore ever i don't think personally there's not going to be a fucking album that's going to be a classic <coughs> album anymore think well, about it why not because you had to have like mainstream like you have to have airplay like real airplay where no one has a choice now they have youtube there's hundreds of bands throwing stuff out guess that so makes sense. It, for in order for it to be like a classic album it has to be like you know put in a weird way oh, like jam down your throat like yeah classic album okay, okay. yeah 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 so i was thinking of like classic songs like i think I that's know. a little bit different because like i was telling full -length him albums i was telling him like there's been bands of our generation that put out albums that were as great as like a megadeth album like in, as far as musically now in the big picture like it's gonna be a fucking massive like cult like fucking masterpiece later 30 years from now there's none and i'm just like that's just the way it is uh, I, I think there's that's one do, 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 you, sales. Do, you, who, do you think anybody has done that in the last 30 yes. years who i i think the last power trip record for me was exactly so, i was gonna say but because but that got so much attention though too so that's probably one of did. the last again the attention that it got but it also held right. up it wasn't just like right. this bullshit fucking um uh like when media hypes up stuff, yeah. typically it sucks for me. Right. But this one actually was like generally there's a general consensus with all of us that no, this is a great record because for one, I look for great songs. So there's the great songs already, and then the riffs and the heaviness. So that band encompassed all that. It's kind of like what yeah. you guys had in like 2007, 2008 with Spread the Fire. It was like like that's I consider that album a classic because it that's the one that kind of kickstarted that whole movement for a lot of people, you know? And when you told me that, I'm like, really? Like, okay. Trust me. Yeah. Well, I've heard it enough to like, okay, it's yeah, true. But you're not the only one that have said yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. But I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of it as, as something different where it's like, like a fucking well, you're a mainstream it, album. Right. True. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking of like, it's going to be fucking 40, 50 years, 60 years. Like, this is the album. Like, Well, no, there's no records that... that That'll sell like that in, in that's hard what rock I'm, that's and That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, there have been, but there's not going to be any more. That's what I'm. That's the main point on that. There could have been. I in terms of underground, I think there will be a lot in terms of the underground thing because that's I, I think it, everything starts in the underground, anyways. Sure, definitely. You definitely. know, so I think all of us bands have at least one quote-unquote classic record to people yeah that might not be to the general consensus but to certain people that know that band that's the album that's classic to them that makes sense yeah because i can listen to that, a, and it a, creates an nostalgia band. though too man how much is how much does nostalgia play into being a classic too right 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 that's what makes it a classic i think so too and the rehearing of it yeah never ends and, mm -hmm. and the timelessness of it too man i mean you got to right. think in terms of 
how the the records are recorded or nowadays compared to then totally different different yeah hell yeah big time so every since technology's changed that plays a part in 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 what's kind of gonna go on for the you know future years to come i mean I could see you guys, you know, like people bringing their grandkids to see Field by Fire or something <laughs> like that. That would be funny. Well, they kind of already done that. <laughs> yeah, in, I remember. In the, Europe, yeah. dude, like you see like families and shit in the fucking crowd. Like their kids are on their shoulders, like all fucking vest and fucking patches and shit, you know? Like you see that shit in Europe, like big time. Like it'll be like their dad, then their son, and then their son's son. Like in the fucking crowd at keep it true you know like because that's what they grew up on out there like straight up old school 80s heavy metal and shit oh i you know? see i see i'm talking just like at like a fuel by fire show i could see that happening yeah it has you know um but for festivals and whatnot I, i'm wondering how much that's going to change for the world as well in terms of having classic band i mean once the classic bands go who knows what who are going to take their place you know the the right. media hasn't really created the next generation, and it's nope. up it's up to quote unquote the media to to do that. Right. They right. they've kind of relied on old bands. It's true, man. Yeah. And I think people still rely on old bands, older bands. Like, look at the look at the show that we're playing in 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 March. Like, uh, Evil Dead's headlining it. You know, which no 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 hate on evil dead or anything no disrespect but I, no disrespect know? or anything you know I, I love evil dead and we we know the guys but personally i think it would have been dope just with with our generation of bands and i think we would have pulled a fucking a great crowd you know but yeah i think people do rely on the older generation a little too much still it, little by little i mean they're gonna go away as far as like retiring and whatnot i mean true dying. yeah <laughs> true <laughs> true a little yeah. dark it's it's true though it's true but i mean you still see bands like fucking rolling stones at like 80 years old fucking still playing you're like well how long is metallica gonna play for you know like let's just see it's more of those one of those things that we will have to wait and see let's just see what happens i'm interested to see it i'm interested in in just either being a part of just like making sure that we have a next generation or just seeing what the fuck is going to happen to next generation right right true i mean uh band these bands are still doing it though like evil dead just put out a new record violence just put out is putting out a new record did it come out yet or exodus 2 exodus Mm -hmm. 2 fucking i mean these guys are still doing it you know just because slayer's gone doesn't mean these guys are fucking gone no overkill puts out one like every six months Mm -hmm. it seems too (laughs) testament like they're they're consistent with death angel just put one out too like yeah these guys these fuckers are fucking still at it man they're still fucking going like the rolling stones and shit yeah i can picture them still (laughs) fucking doing that shit till they're fucking 80 the 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 last uh, Cannibal Corpse album, I was blown away by how good it was. Oh, I haven't checked it. I oh my checked God. out a couple songs actually. Yeah, and it I was out a few fucking heavy. Too. I was heavy like, as fuck. Yeah. I, I I couldn't. I can't believe that uh, that George still sounds that good at fifty years old playing death metal. That, that means that band. <laughs> well, didn't he put out his own single record recently too? Yes, I haven't he heard did. It, but have I you haven't. Heard it? I have not heard it yet. I'm right. sure it's just. It, it'll be like what Cannibal Corpse. Is I I can't imagine him doing like a fucking love ballad or something. <laughs> <Can you> imagine, <laughs> <laughs> but 
Uh, it, it, I, c- I just can't be- couldn't believe how good his voice sounds. Yeah. At 50. Damn. I'm never surprised about that stuff, honestly. Like, it, it just depends on the, the actual, like, vocalist or artist in general. Just It depends on them. But uh, these guys are just fucking a couple of different cloths sometimes. Hell they're, yeah, they're dude. Pros. I mean, these motherfuckers are, are straight up road warriors yeah. every year. Like, this fool's up there wielding his fucking hair all day. I mean. Fucking singing that shit every a, day. Like, they these fools too hard. Yeah, Cannibal Corpse. So I'm sure, like, he's good. Like, and then, like, vocal performance. Yeah. Like, there's little tricks you can do that I've heard of, where, um, like, you'll you'll have a what's that machine that Rutan told me about? The fucking vaporizer, the, not the face it's vaporizer. A, it's a humidifier. Oh, yeah, humidifier. He's yeah. like, I was fucking. My throat was done. I couldn't speak whatsoever <laughs> on tour. He did that thing. He said, um, which he told me about in the studio. And he's like, I did that for like an hour and gave my performance. He's like, they'll just find a way. Like it these, works. These guys are just. I'm just saying. I mean, like, you used it for the, used for it. The, for trapped and Pruit, but I I have one at home and I used it for for yeah. my vocals and it fucking works. Dude. Yeah, for real. Like it, yeah. it just it helped. I was sick. I told you I was really fucking sick for the trapped and perdition mm-hmm. recording. That thing helped out a lot, and it's little things like that where you're just like, "Well, these guys—they know what to do. They've been on the road so much; yeah. they keep their vocals just." Well, like- there's there's some truth to that, and some um, not so truth to that. There are some vocalists that can't cut it anymore that are that uh, age. Docking, <laughs> yeah, well, Docking, yes, yeah, no, <laughs> yes, but I'm saying in the death metal camp too. Yeah, because we can go apples to apples here. Apples to apples. Like who? Corpse, I mean, Corpse Grinder. I, 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 I don't know how. How can you put a bad, a bad like vocal on a death metal belt vocal? <laughs> Chris, ba- ask Chris Barnes. I haven't heard his vocals. Honestly, I've never. Ne- I don't. Li- I don't. Li- I've never listened to. But a I'm just saying, let's go record. apples to apples with Corpse Grinder and Chris Barnes. You mean he? he Who's really... the more dominant vocalist? Oh, to me, sure. there's no contest of it. Yeah, for sure. You're talking just generally the vocal, like his deteriorated and Corpse Grinders didn't. Yes. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Maybe he, who takes maybe care he just of didn't voice, give a fuck. Yeah, hey, maybe he just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> maybe he just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he just didn't old. give a fuck. It's like, I'm, fuck it. It. I'm Chris Barnes. Smoke weed all day. He's cool. So it, that <laughs> would that would go with with obviously any genre of music. You know, I just can't believe that people are playing death metal in their fucking fifties. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's intense as fuck. That's intense yeah. music to be playing. Like. It's yeah, dude. How Eric Rutan can play that shit? Fucking tearing it up, dude. Still. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, it doesn't surprise me though. For some reason, I picture these dudes like seventy still doing that <sighs> shit. That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'll be a trip. Can you to imagine? watch? I, like, could, I could see it. I don't know why. So would Corpse Rider still be <laughs> fucking head spinning? Set? Head spins. Would he have this much bigger? Seventy years old. Would he have hair? <laughs> <laughs> no hair. <laughs> Sick. I don't. I'm. I again. Oh, by the way, I use the same humidifier as Corpse Grinder. That's in the fucking studio, awesome, dude. And he was telling me about it. I'm like, really? The, the exact same one. He's all exact same one. Exact same one. That's <laughs> true. That's true. You did have your face yeah. when Corpse Grinder had his face. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> and it wasn't even ours. Speaking of Rutan, he's in. He's fucking now. He's in Court Hannibal Corpse. Yeah, he's in Cannibal Corpse now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The stuff that that guy can play. Yeah, I'm I'm amazed, dude. Yeah, dude, retains the shit. Yeah, like I said, there's levels to this shit. People cut different cloths. Those guys are fucking different cloths, man. That's why I said it doesn't surprise me that they're still fucking badass today. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, even let's go to uh, with the bass. 
Alex Webster. I mean, the, the fact that that guy and Steve DiGiorgio and whatnot can play. Can you imagine playing that at fucking 50 or 60? I can. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah, sure. dude. Bass is... When you're a musician, you're a fucking musician. It, it just amazes me that it ex- that extreme music has become like almost classic rock in terms of right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That is the trip. That yeah. is the trip. Everybody's fucking gonna be rocking out. I'll see. Go and ahead. I never think of it because we're older now. But in the bands we look up to from the '80s, they're way older. But I I don't notice it, especially right. the music how they're putting it out and performing it. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty normal. I mean, well, I still think my clock it starts at 2000, so the 80s was 20 years ago, but it's it's, yeah, it's not. Yeah. yeah, but I have seen bands, you know, older bands, the uh, studio, uh, stadium, arena bands, that I'm just like, just stop already, man. Just yeah, please stop. Well, a lot of the hair metal bands are like that too. They just need to stop. Docking. I mean, Docking. <laughs> Docking. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they don't even want to be Molly on Molly Crew as well. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Crew. needs to hang it up. A lot of bands do, man, but they, you know. Scorpions? Sometimes they get nostalgic, dude. I'm just like, I I love that band. Scorpions, dude. I'm like, but I I, I can't see them live anymore. I'm like. They just put out a new record, right? Yeah. Yeah. I heard it's really good, too, man. Really? Yeah, here it is. I I haven't checked it out yet. (laughs) (laughs) Check it out. right here. We're going to spin it right now. I'm wondering, though, maybe because it takes more effort to play extreme music than it does classic rock in terms of just like overall i mean you're like shredding literally the whole time true playing double bass the whole i can't see you doing it at 80 years old the drumming yeah I, i'm like could you imagine yeah. drumming like that at 80 no yeah that'd be my weird. arms would fall off your arms would probably fall off probably, and whatnot. probably i mean that's not the plan like to like get that age and not be able to drum like that'll be dope to be able to drum that at that age you know like just take care of yourself dude. yeah but even then, I've seen some older dudes that are on tour fucking smoking like a chimney and have better cardio than me when I was 25. <laughs> I'm just like, how, oh, dude? And it's just, that's their life. That's your body adapts to whatever the hell you're doing, I guess, sometimes. And look at Lemmy. He just fucking. At you know 70, dude. 70, still fucking doing that shit. So. Amazing. It just, it depends on the people, man. Yeah. It just depends. Amazing. So. Lastly, guys, I want to thank you for for hanging and and doing this with me, man. Appreciate yeah, course, appreciate dude. you guys. This and is let, fun, man. We got to do it again sometime soon. Obviously, when your next batch of either singles or an album or whatever, we'll get yeah, you back on course, and, and and do it up like we have done uh, today. But where can people find and, and support the, uh, the the new singles from from you guys? And I didn't even know it was on CD until today. So. Go ahead yeah. and give me all that shit. So um, you can buy it at our Bandcamp, Fueled by Fire slash Bandcamp, I think it is. Um, also at, damn, I'm going to have to fucking pull all this shit up. Where's I, think, I think M-Theory Audio has them. I think it's a smart URL. Hold on. <laughs> I'll pull it up right now. Anyway, well, I'll put in the links or whatever, obviously, yeah. after. Fuelbyfire.bandcamp.com. I'll put the link right down right, right here. Uh, right, For Something sure. There. That's one. <laughs> no, yeah, and hit us up on social media. We're on social media, so if you can't find any of the links that we're talking about right oh, now. It'll be in our bio. Go mtheory.com, too. You can get it there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> well, again, so most of those plays, people just like to support. I've been noticing a lot more people like to support through labels and whatnot, which is a, a cool thing to That's cool. to know, you know. So definitely go check it out on M Theory Audio and, of course, FuelbyFire.BandCamp.com. But, gentlemen, yep. 
Thank you so much again for giving me a few minutes of your time here to do this with me. And, Thanks, and man. Let's fucking Thanks. do it again soon. Had fun, dude. Hell yeah. Down. Thanks let's for coming it. down. Let's do it. Another episode of Popper's Corner, guys. We're out of here. <laughs> Cheers. Deuces. <laughs>